listening to Season 2 of fit to be Radio, a production of fit to be Studio, which specializes in home workouts and e-courses online for those dealing with diastasis recti. Our goal this season is to connect the dots between fitness and other psychosocial dimensions of wellness. So hey, strap on your sneakers and take us for a walk while we talk, or just grab your favorite drink and get on the floor and stretch while you enjoy the show. Welcome to Fit to Be Radio. My name is Chris Banky. I'll be your host today, and I've got with me, as always, Beth Learn, CEO and founder of Fit to Be Studio. Beth, how are you doing? Doing fabulous. Good. That's awesome. We also have an incredible guest named Shelly Prosco. I'm very excited to talk to her. Shelly is a physiotherapist, yoga therapist, educator, author, um, and she's a pioneer of this physio yoga, which I'm kind of excited to learn about. She's got 20 years of experience integrating yoga into physiotherapy and a variety of specialty areas, including professional burnout, pelvic health, um, all kinds of things. And um, we're very excited to be able to talk to Shelly today. Shelly, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. Thanks for having me here. Hi again, Beth. Yeah. And, hey. Uh, nice to meet you, Chris. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I'm, doing, I'm doing good and um, just really grateful to be here. Thanks for having yeah. me. Awesome. And Shelly, we always do this because this is like a virtual world now. We're coming from all over the place. Where are you in the world? So I'm in a small town called Sylvan Lake, Alberta. It's in Canada. And it's right in between Edmonton and Calgary, if some people have heard of those two big cities. Yeah, so the western, the western part of Canada. That's I've been here for about six, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. So we're filming this, uh, recording this right at the beginning of November 2020. And how is the weather for you there right now? Because people are maybe placing this geographically and they're wondering, like, what is that like there? (laughs) Today, it's actually, it's above zero. It's actually nice today. But we we have, it's been a few weeks, like we had pretty much as soon as October 1st hit, we had full out winter, kind of like a little blizzard and snow on the ground and just full out like got the park yeah. out the snow boots wow. but then but then last couple of days it's been nicer and the snow's melted and so it's a it's actually a sunny really beautiful yeah you know, today yeah that's fantastic wow. and what and what brings you what brings you up there how long have you been there um okay well how far do you want to go back um <laughs> So I was born and raised in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, in the prairies, Um, went to school there, um, moved to actually a place called Athens, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in 2000, and lived there for about seven years, Um, and then, and always worked as a physiotherapist um, and a yoga therapist, and then moved to Alberta and then moved to BC and Okanagan. And now we're back in Alberta. I guess you asked what brings me here. A lot of our moving had to do with my husband's work. So I kind of just would follow him. So wherever he would go, I would go. And then I'd reinvent myself and try something new yeah. and different. And so, yeah. So like I said, I've been here about seven years and, um, you know, it's where we are now. And everything's virtual, though, especially yeah. at this time. So really feel like I could almost live anywhere now. Yeah. And you guys like it there? It's pretty good. Yeah. Our family is in in Saskatchewan and it's only about six or well, seven hour drive. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're quite, um, well, we both used to travel quite a bit for work when we were traveling. Mm-hmm. And so this was a place where we would actually come to have our solitude. Yeah. And, and it's, so we're, we're kind of, we're a little different. We're kind of hermits and we come here to <laughs> <laughs> so we're very introvert. I mean, I'm very outgoing. I love people. Beth, you know that we had a blast at at our conference that went on fire, and I'm very outgoing. But I'm I I really am an introverted person. So mm-hmm. to ask mm-hmm. me, do I like it here? Yes, we we like it, but we really we just love the small town. I walk everywhere. There's the lake, so it, it's yeah, it's just very quiet and calm. And and then I love to go travel to see my family and my friends yeah. in Saskatchewan because that my home is. My heart really is there, you know, in yeah. Saskatchewan. Yeah. That's awesome. So that sets us up perfectly. So I mentioned that we're filming this right at the beginning of November 2020. And one thing's for sure, 2020 has been a little bit different. And you referenced that now that everything's virtual. So you can do a lot more uh, being kind of in a remote small town. Um, and today's actually uh, 
when we're filming this, the election day, uh, 2020 in the U S so it's a crazy <laughs> divisive time for us, at least in this country. And, you know, really even the whole world, you know, with COVID and everything. And, you know, in the pre-show, we were talking about relaxation and the importance of it. And I'd love to just kind of start there, you know, with the world, the way that it is and everything just so um, crazy, for lack of a better word, I guess, just so out there. Um, you know, the, the, the thought of relaxation and the importance of it, you know, is, is something that I think isn't really looked at with the severity and seriousness that it should be. So I think I'd love to just start off and hear from both you guys, actually, Beth and Shelley, you know, relaxation, like, why is that even important? And, you know, especially with the times that we're in. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, um, we have a lot of time here, I understand. Like we've got, we don't have to rush, correct? We've got 45 minutes. No years. rushing. Yeah, plenty well, of time. I, I just had, as you were talking there, Chris, and you, you know, you, you mentioned it's election day. And I did feel when you said that in my heart kind of race, and I'm in Canada, mm-hmm. but I, I feel nervous for you all. And just no matter what, right, not mm-hmm. taking sides and stuff, just saying it, it's, right. it's a very, it's a, it's an interesting time. And election day, I think for all of us, when it's our country's election day, but especially for you all today, this seems to be an especially um, just really tense one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yes, I felt inspired when you said that. I kind of felt, you know, we're going to talk about relaxation and how important it is and why it's important. Would you mind, can I just guide you through like two minutes, like just a short little awareness practice so we can experience just getting Definitely. centered and not even about Let's relaxing. Yeah. yeah. And then just for listeners, if you are, if you're driving, obviously don't do this if you're driving. So just, you can do it after, but you know, if you, if you are somewhere, if you're walking, just make sure you're not walking across streets and stuff, but you could do this while you're walking, but maybe you just want to take a moment just to just to settle just two, three minutes. I'll just take you through mm-hmm. a brief awareness. Again, not wanting to tell you to relax or do anything, but just to check in and be aware. So mm-hmm. you don't have to love that. Yeah. change anything or do anything, but let's check in <laughs> with our, let's be embodied since we're going to be talking about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just go ahead and you can, Close your eyes if you want, but you don't have to. So whatever is most comfortable. And again, like I said, you can lie down, you can sit, you can stand, or you could even slowly walk if you wanted to. But just first check in with the overall state of your thoughts. So just some general overall states, not getting carried away on a story or elaborating on a story, but just a brief observation of the state of your thoughts. And then check in with your overall mood or the overall state of your emotions. And you may want to label one or two and don't think too hard. This is just about feeling. So do you feel happy, sad, content, anxious, nervous, joyful, Um, no right or wrong don't fish for it just how do you feel in this moment and then check in with your overall energetic state that feeling that you know you're alive sometimes it's a buzz that you feel from head to toe and maybe you just label energy as high low or maybe in the middle or maybe you don't know that's okay too but just check in overall and then bring your awareness to your breath so just notice the rate the depth the length of the inhale and the length of the exhale. You don't have to change anything, just notice it. Notice if there's a space or a gap between the inhale and exhale, or if it's continuous. Notice if the breath is 
bumpy or rigid, or maybe it's soft and smooth. Just notice any qualities that may come up. And notice how the breath is moving in your body. So how is your body responding to your breath? Maybe you notice some of the more obvious areas that are moving. And then maybe you can even notice some of the more subtle areas that are responding to breath. And then bring your awareness to your body. Just an overall sense of anything that comes up, any physical sensations, head to toes, head to fingers. Noticing the surfaces underneath you, whether you're sitting, lying, standing. Can you feel the the surfaces underneath and where they're touching you, where they're connected to you. And then where your body is in space. Noticing any tension or physical sensations anywhere that are talking to you. Maybe smile at them, acknowledge them. Say, yes, I see you, I hear you, thank you. And then find an area on your body, perhaps that feels good. Maybe it's the tip of your nose or your pinky finger, the tip of your knee, but just find an area that feels good or neutral. Noticing the sensations in that area. And then if it feels safe and you want to go there, find an area in your body that maybe you feel a little bit of tension. Or like I said, that's just kind of talking to you. And if it's too much for you and too overwhelming, then just go to another place that feels neutral or back to that other place. But if you can bring your awareness to to that area of a bit of tension, just kind of noticing the qualities, trying not to necessarily change or judge. Just say hello. And then if you like with your next three exhales, Just see if you can release whatever doesn't serve you in this moment. Some things you may want to hang on to, that's fine. But if there's anything you feel like you can let go of, whether it's tight in the tightness in the body or tightness in the mind, just release in the next couple exhales. And then if you like, you don't have to do this, but if you like, you can put one hand at your heart and the other one on top. And just set an intention for yourself for the rest of your day, wherever you may be in the world. Just one thing that you would like to focus on. It's just for yourself. You don't have to tell anybody. And release and shake it out and take your time and do what you need to do. And I'm, you take your time, Beth, but I'm ready when you're ready. And we may need mm. to see where we go next. I think I remember the question was why relaxation is important, but I'll maybe let you yeah. chat, Beth, if you have anything to say mm. before we start. Well, like you just said, 
this practice you just did is so valuable. I noticed as we went into it, I felt really good. And as we kept going, even though you encouraged us to just be, and to not necessarily change anything if you didn't feel the need, there were a little subtle shifts. And when we finished, I found myself in better alignment than when we started. You didn't say a thing about alignment. But as you talked about releasing tension, as you talked about checking in, um, I could feel my glutes relax. I could feel my weight shift into my heels more. I could feel my face muscles release. I bet if people were to go back on their video version and watch my face, because I'm so expressive, <laughs> you might see some of those changes happening. Um, and it's really remarkable how when we address our tension and when we address really our lack of relaxation, especially in the society that's so forward driven and do, 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 and, and opine, 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 say what you think, do, move, go, bust the wall, all out, all the things. And so little given to, hey, just be still, just, just breathe. Um, how much my body shifted, how much our bodies shift. And so that's what I, I want to talk more about is where does relaxation fit in when it comes to fitness? Why is it so important for our fitness? What does it have to do with our core fitness? And we can take those one at a time, but, and I know some of those answers, but I bet you know more because this is your wheelhouse and that's why we have you on the show. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think what I would like to do is kind of unpack fitness and because it might mm -hmm. mean different things to different people. So, you know, to me, when I think of fitness, I, I think of this biopsychosocial spiritual fitness. So yeah. I don't, you know, I don't just see fitness as um, a physical component. Mm -hmm. So I see, I see fitness, of course, the physical is part of that, but I see it as, as basically optimal or most easeful or efficient functioning of all aspects of our existence. So that's the mental, the cognitive, the emotional, mm -hmm. the physical, the social, the spiritual. So, you know, it includes all of our systems. And it, even if you are someone who thinks, well, fitness for me is, is really just about, you know, the musculoskeletal system. So it's about my bone health, my joints, my muscles, cardiovascular system. Um, respiratory system. Even with that, um, you know, those are all interconnected with all aspects of, yes. like I said, our existence, including our nervous systems. And we're even saying now it's psychoneuroimmunoendocrinology, or we're saying it's the neurocardiovascular system or the neuromotor, the neuromusculoskeletal. Like you can't separate it. We've just separated each system. Mm -hmm for the ease of education and for our own brains. Cause we like, we understand things in compartments. Yeah. We like to but, compartmentalize. Yeah. But our musculoskeletal health or our strength, our muscle strength, our endurance, our balance, um, all these things that is all influenced by our nervous systems, our brain health, our immune system, our hormonal system, our gastrointestinal system, like it just all of it. And so getting back to the, where does relaxation fit in? Well, if our system, and I think most people now kind of know of, oh, maybe I shouldn't assume that. So our nervous systems are complex, but we do have sort of in general, you know, the fear, fright, flight, like that sympathetic nervous mm -hmm. system. And then the parasympathetic, which is mostly associated with more of the rest, digest, and that relaxation response. Although it is mm -hmm. much more complex than that. And we can get into that a bit. Again, that's oversimplifying. Um, and I will say that let's not in our conversation, I know we won't, but let's not vilify and say, oh, sympathetic is blah, blah, bad. And oh, the parasympathetic, because mm -hmm. we need both. And I know we all know that um, here. But what I want to just say, getting back to where does the relaxation fit into fitness? So how I just described overall efficiency and ease of all of our systems, if our system is more on 
that sympathetic dominant side, go, go, go. And that could be physically go, 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 but it also could be mentally. We just have a lot of cognitive load, right? We have a lot to do on our list. Um, maybe it's even everything's at home and we don't feel on the go, but we have a lot of things, you know, on, like I said, the list and a lot of things going on in the mind. And especially with the pandemic and stuff, we have to figure out how to do this on our computer for home and how to this kids and hybrid and homeschool decision fatigue. So I got to figure out, mm -hmm. do I send them back? Don't I like, there's just, and a lot of that cognitive load also feeds into the sympathetic nervous system of, and you may see things like anxiety or irritation and, um, and anger and all these things. So it's this idea of, well, we have to balance. So if you're not getting mm -hmm. a restoration in the system, mm -hmm. um, then that might be lacking. So that's part of it, you know, is how do you restore? Um, I, I have to be honest, the word relaxation, I, it's, it's loaded. It, you know, it means a lot of different things to different people. So we can unpack that mm -hmm. more too. I, I like this idea of restoring because that might look different, right? Nourishing, restoring. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, I just think sometimes mm -hmm. when we just say you need to relax or let's just relax. <laughs> um, yeah, nobody in the history of being told to relax has ever just relaxed. Right, yeah. And that word just in front of it is just, uh, <laughs> I said just, Um yeah, the word just relax, it can even be quite almost shaming, almost like just yeah. relax, and then mm -hmm. you can't and then you feel guilty. And yeah. So mm -hmm. that that would be sort of uh, my entry point into saying, you know, why sort of this, that part of our nervous system, and it's not just our nervous system, you know, it's all of our systems have to be balanced. So we need to be able to get up and go and be clear and we need to be creative and we also need to restore. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, I mean, it's kind of just common sense. I think it's very intuitive. Every aspect of us think of um, even just our mind, you know, after if you've done something really intense, if you studied for a long time or, you know, just think of something you've done recently where your mind has really had to be engaged uh, and that you need to rest after or how, let's just say sleep. I mean, we, that's why we have mm -hmm. to be awake for a certain period of time. And then we need to sleep because we need that restorative mm -hmm. phase. So fitness, I mean, the, the relaxation or the restoration part of fitness, it's no different. The body needs to, it needs to move. It wants to move. Um, and then it also needs to, you know, have a sense of, of restoration and relax and be still. Um, the thing too, what I talk about, well, not me, but I mean, what yoga teaches us is this equanimity so this aspect mm -hmm. of evenness of mind regardless of what you're doing so even in times of activation or mobilization we can still face this um sort of this idea of of being kind of that think of it even keel right like we've got this, mm -hmm. this evenness some people might call it a calmness mm -hmm. Um, there's lots of different words. The, the supasthira, supasthira, right? The steadiness right. and the ease is what we want in each position in yoga. That, that I love that phrase and I latched onto it in my early training. Like in each position you find yourself in or you put yourself in, you're supposed to find the balance between steadiness and ease because that makes it more approachable and doable and sustainable those two concepts themselves balance things. Absolutely. Yeah. And it and it's that strength without rigidity and that flexibility without mm -hmm. instability or lethargy, right? Like it's balance. Mm -hmm. And that's another yoga teaching, you know, brahmacharya, that moderation mm -hmm. of just that right energy and just that right effort. I love that mm -hmm. as well, the the steadiness with ease. And that's physically and also through how we breathe. It's also mentally. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's all again, all aspects of us. We want yep. the, the steadiness and the strength with the grace and the ease together. I mean, and that's just life. And then so I think I really like that you brought that up because then we extrapolate that to fitness. And mm -hmm. and that's is such an important part. And, you know, I would say if 
So I'll say something here that I think the three of us would agree here and probably listeners would agree um, that in our culture anyways, we, we tend, if we look at, you know, fitness and all that, I think we might tend to go more towards the side of, you know, the, the do, do, do. And we look at, you know, the, the strength and, and exercise and intensity, mm-hmm. which we need that. We need that for loading. We need bone health. Like I said, musculoskeletal health, cardio, everything. All the systems mm-hmm. need a stress. Stress is good. We need that. Right. But I feel like our idea of fitness, we kind of go a little more there and then we forget about the, like the yin and yang Mm -hmm. part. So we forget about, well, we need the rest and the restoration. And we're starting Mm -hmm. to learn a bit more about it and the, the value of getting still and maybe some mindfulness and, but it's not enough. I think it's still over here. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. I just, I wanted to press into that a little bit and, um, and kind of, you know, I'm listening to all of the things that you're saying, and I'm, I kind of see this theme rising a little bit. And I think, um, so let me set up the question. So I think in Western culture, what we ha- what happens is, is people don't really think through everything that has to happen in life. And so they get headed down a path. And then as they're going down that path, things are going good or going bad or, you know, somewhere in between. And then stuff starts coming at them like, hey, you need to eat healthy. And they're like, okay. Okay, that that makes sense, and they grab onto it, and then they say, "Oh, you need to you need to exercise," and they that makes sense, and they grab onto it, and then they kind of put them there, and then somebody says, "Oh, you need to relax because you're too tense," and then they grab onto that and they put it there, and and then they look at those and they go, "Okay, now what do I need to do to do these? Give me the list," and then they get these lists, and then they make the list, and then they apply the list to their life, and then they're like, "Okay, now I'm doing it." And I think the irony is they do that even with things like relaxation. So they're like, okay, that makes sense. Give me the list. And and then I got to, here it is. Okay. Now, now how do I, now how do I relax? Like, give me the, give me the items. One, two, three, four, five. (laughs) The whole, the whole concept of that actually is ironically not relaxing. And so I just, what I, the question of all that setup is, you know, for you guys, from a practical standpoint, people are listening to this and they're doing that. They're going, Oh yeah. They're saying on the, on this podcast that I need to uh, give me the list. And, okay. And then they're ready. They're waiting for the list from you guys. And they're like, almost <laughs> ready to write it down. So from a practical oh, so point, so how do we, how do we shift away from that to actually have legitimate restoration? Like you're talking about legitimate rest. Mm-hmm. How do we, What's the practical mm-hmm. way to stop the natural inclination of saying, okay, I'm ready. Give me the item so I can do it real quick and check that off my list and make sure that I said, yes, I rested for seven minutes today and I did it and it's good and I moved on. And I, how do we move away from that? Oh, I'm so glad you said that. That is one, that's the hugest part of my platform and what I teach. And you're exactly right because it gives you, it, all this does is um, potentially what this saying, you know, how important relaxation is, all this does potentially is to set people up for more lack. I'm not even doing this good enough. And now I need so just reiterating what you had said. So to answer the question, um, again, there's no recipe, but I would I would suggest taking a couple steps back, Mm -hmm. getting still, and awareness and awareness and awareness and that Awareness can be, you know, call it mindfulness, call it awareness, but it it does it it can be done as a separate another thing on your list of things to do. But it doesn't have to. This can be something you just incorporate into your day, where you just mm-hmm. take some time to be to be still. And when I say time, it can be thirty seconds, um, it can be two mm-hmm. minutes, or like we did at the beginning. But it's just taking time. I do. Um, I have a toilet meditation. So it, you don't have to, again, so there are steps and you can go through, you know. Well, I, I want you to go through that. Okay. Yeah, I will. So there's these six stages <laughs> and a lot of people like it because you go to the bathroom seven to eight times a day. So when you go in your bathroom, instead of taking your phone or instead of thinking, da, 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 you can just sit and you can, to answer your question, Chris, incorporate just stillness and check in. Mm-hmm drop in, check in. And then um, before you talk, Beth, I just, I have actually something I wrote down here because like I said, this is part of my platform and I have this definition of 
self-care um, and it's a little mm-hmm. lengthy, but this, this I think answers a little bit of that question. So okay. truly self-care. So rather than just having a list of things, right? Self-care, checking off. I don't, you know, believe in that. There are things that you may find or your go-to things that help you and that's great. But to me, if you really want to look at bringing yourself into balance, and it may not necessarily be that you need more rest or restoration. So that's the other thing I want to say. Every Mm. individual is different. You might Mm. be someone who's suffering from severe depression, lethargic. Maybe you haven't been out of bed for several days or weeks, and maybe some kind of movement or something, uh, singing, music, something, maybe your systems need more energy that's I'm going to bit on a tangent there but it it does answer Chris's question to we are yeah. the three of us are not here or the two but we're not here to tell you you need to be doing this what we are suggesting right. to answer the question is heighten that awareness and what you're needing so my definition of true self-care it's an ongoing dynamic process so it's a process not a prescription it's a it's a process mm-hmm. you, all three of us are doing it right now of meeting your needs that are rooted in genuine care and concern for your well-being that is in line with your values. So you need to figure out your values. And that involves these skills of awareness, which we talked about, attention, so you've got to be fully present, self-reflection, and you don't have to, you know, this is just a process, self-compassion, insight, so you're gaining insight into those needs, discernment, courage, and action. So I know that's lengthy, mm-hmm. but self-care is this ongoing dynamic process of meeting your needs, rooted in genuine care and concern for your well-being. That's in line with your values. That involves the skills of awareness, attention, self-reflection, self-compassion. So don't beat yourself up and be critical that mm-hmm. this is another thing that you're not doing good enough. Here we're telling you to relax and I'm not in, I don't have time for that. And now I'm going to add this to my list when I, I'm single parent, homeschooling three kids. My parent is mm. health concerns and I have to take care of my parent. Like those things you can't stop doing. But you ha- the thing is, is that self-compassion piece is, is really huge in this, in this process. And then the, dis- and what I mean by discernment, courage and action the discernment to know what your response is in that moment. So mm-hmm. Chris, when you said, you know, how, what's a practical way, you know, it's, it's every moment, you know, what, what do you need in this moment? And so it's, you don't have to go take half hour, um, you know, unless that's what your need is, but it takes time. So after this conversation, you may be well, still confused, like, well, how do I do this? be patient. It's, it's a process, but it start to make this answer short is it just starts with just being still going within for a few moments mm-hmm. um, throughout the day, like when you're going to the bathroom and, mm-hmm. and then just start checking in. And then you start to learn from that. What do you need right now? Maybe you need solitude. Maybe you um, need so you have all these different things to do in the next hour and you're supposed to move do your movement practice and you're supposed to relax. Well, if you can get still for a minute, you know, what's going to serve you to serve self is to serve others to serve others is to serve self. So what do mm-hmm. you need in that moment? Maybe the, the, the best thing for your whole being is to go, you know, okay, you know what, I'm going to go, to my mom's, she's having these health concerns, blah, blah, blah. So I am going to go do that. And that is going to restore me rather than forcing myself, well, I should do legs up the wall and do this breath practice. And then you do that. And you're more stressed because you didn't go do the other thing. So last thing, trust yourself. That's what yoga tells us too, right? So we're offering you different tips and stuff, but get still awareness and trust you know, learn mm-hmm. to trust your body's innate wisdom and what it tells you. I think I really rambled there, but I got real excited. So <laughs> no, that was great. And I, I want you to take us through the um, toilet meditation. Uh, 
that was such an amazing presentation and that I went to of yours in England at Women on Fire in 2019. And then you and I and Susan, who's also been on our podcast, have just so much fun going to dinner afterward on the waterfront there in Brighton. Gosh, that's such a great memory. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely want you to go through that. I have just a couple of quick experiences I want to share that are right in line with what you said. So, um, just, just today I met with a client, um, who had recently gone through breast reduction surgery and, you know, she, she wanted things to do. Um, but she's having trouble connecting. She's got scar tissue. This was just a couple months ago that she had the surgery. She's got grief and all this started coming out as I started asking her questions, um, and checked her with her range of motion. This is all online. She can barely raise her arms over her head. And as she did so, she started to feel panicky. And so, you know, within the first 10 minutes, quickly, I was able to establish that she does not need, she does not need things to do, yet she did. She needed some things to do that were gentle, that would downtrain, that would relax and release and restore. And watching her mannerisms and her face change as we went through this time together, as she realized, you know, this is not about hurting you and forcing you into this, even though she knows where she needs to be, she knows what her goal is. The goal is not to push through the pain and push through everything. The goal is to build trust in her body, to get her to connect and to touch and um, to ease her slowly into a better range of motion in supportive, restorative, restful ways. And at the end, she was, this is a woman who, you know, just had such a struggle she said I'm excited I am excited to do these things and I'm so glad they don't hurt right so it's it's like what you said it's relaxation but it's still doing things but it's doing things that are helping the tissues to find that balance again um and then I also today here we are election day you know there's this frenzy and I was checking in I was having a moment of stillness earlier and thinking, what, what, what do I need? What do my kids need today? Um, what can I do to model to my kids and to create some peace and some joy and some kindness on today? And uh, I was not planning on going anywhere today. I wanted to just stay home and hunker down because <laughs> it feels like it's crazy out there. And then, um, you know, my kids like Dutch Brothers. We hardly ever do it. It's a, it's a real treat. And I said, you know, what do people shop. do Dutch Brothers? That's a coffee shop. Right. Yeah, that's a co- that's a coffee shop here. I was just gonna um, ask you what you said. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> Dutch Brothers, Dutch Bros. Um, it's a it's a it's a coffee chain around here, similar to Starbucks, but not different, kind of different. And um, you know, so we load up and we're getting in line and I look at the cars behind me and I again have this moment of just kind of stillness. Um and just observing. That's my word for the year, is observe. And I was thinking about how all the cars in front of me and behind me, I don't know who they're voting for. And and they don't know who I'm voting for. We probably all vote very differently. None of us, if you lined up our ballots, would have identical looking ballots. But today of all days would be a great day to pay it forward. So when the guy came to take my order, I just said, hey, um, which works better, pay it forward or pay it backward? And he said, actually, pay it backward. I said, okay, well, you know, up to this amount, will you please pay for the orders behind me? And he's like, yeah, that's great. And he comes back after a bit and he goes, guess what? Both of the cars behind you are now paying for the cars behind you. And it's gone like six or seven cars back. (laughs) Right. And so, and my son, I'm like, and he's like, that's really cool. Especially today. I was like, yeah, you know what? And I said, we don't know. I don't know how they're voting. I'm sure we all vote different, but that is such a time to be deliberate. And ever since then, I've been on such a high, like, and I'm not saying all this to brag and like, oh, I'm such a good person. Mm-hmm. I get it. But to pass on, as you were talking about how sometimes that that peacefulness, mm-hmm. that restoration comes through doing something mm-hmm. that blessed and benefited me and multiple people down the line. I just hope my son remembers that. I hope he remembers that for one day when he votes. <laughs> I'm so glad you shared that. And that, I mean, that is just perfect story with what we're this last piece we're just talking about 
you know, and we're, we're, you know, we were, we started off, you know, how does relaxation fit into fitness and restoration? Like this is, and then, and then Chris's question and like, how is this like, you know, so it's not just another thing to do your story. That's perfect. This isn't like a, an extra, you know, recipe protocol. You're living it like you're, and we're, like you said, we're not perfect. Like this is that we have to also mm-hmm. watch. This isn't what we're saying, right? Is that, but it, this is a perfect example of putting into practice this whole idea of restoration or whatever word you want to use, peace. Mm-hmm. I really like that ease. And here's the thing, yeah. not get deep into this, but when you look at some of the benefits of relaxation or tapping into the parasympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. or the social engagement system of the polyvagal theory, if anyone's heard of that, but, polyvagal but theory, yeah, so you've got the social engagement system, like all of that. When we tap into that, there's all kinds of different physiological responses in the brain. Certain different areas of the brain are, you know, lit up. Um, endorphins are released, so from the brain, mm-hmm. that's our endogenous opioid system. And so all yeah. of these, you know, when we do these relaxation practices, legs up the wall with a certain breath practice, and those are great if if that if that's what you do, what fills your time. However, getting back to what Chris had said you know, you can get those same responses within your daily life. And I just, so I want to thank you because when you shared that story, I felt kind of like a dopamine hit too. I felt it. I I felt Mm -hmm. a beautiful emotion. I felt I had goosebumps. I mean, so, you know, there, there was a piece. And if you, if I were hooked up to an fMRI, Mm -hmm. you would see all the the positive social engagement, um, love, like all these different areas of the brain lighting up the amygdala, the emotional, crazy kind of reactive you know would be down yeah. and down you know what i mean so it it's it's a it's a lifestyle and and i think two things two more things if you don't mind i just want to say one is just to reiterate again so anyone listening doesn't get the idea we are not walking around as like unicorns rainbows hippies like this isn't what this this is you know where and anger we need anger and irritate like these are normal human experiences so i just want to be be there and then the second thing and this is i think really important so um i hope this is a really clear message for everyone if you take a moment to think of what works for you with and when I say what works, let's just say what works to keep your peace or to keep mm-hmm. um, to access that peaceful place or that joy or that restoration or that that um, calm nervous system. So you have mm-hmm. your things, your thing or your things. Just keep in mind that all is impermanent. So as we live and as our life progresses, I'm now in going to be 48 in a couple months. What works for me now is different than what used to. So I think mm-hmm. sometimes we get attached to what works for well, us. And maybe it is mm-hmm. that legs up the wall. Or maybe it's that run. I got to go for my run because that clears my mind or this music, this song, or th- that's my thing. And then what we don't even realize in life and seasons and all of a sudden something is... I mean, and we have bad days, so I'm not talking about that, but you're in a real funk and there's going to be all kinds of situ- um, external situate like things going on around you and that might contribute to that. But keep in mind that what used to work for you, you know, the run and like maybe it's not working anymore. You might need to, might need to not, you, yeah, you might need to try something else or um, one other quick mm-hmm. example group fitness so i know now with pandep- pandemic it's a little harder oh. we're doing virtual and people are feeling connected virtually but you know a lot of people do a lot of these activities because they enjoy the social engagement so perhaps you know what what really used to always work for you, you used to love going to classes and even virtually like you love that because that you felt so good and energized after and you feel a connection and now with the pandemic, pandemic, the media is, is especially saying all the deleterious effects of social isolation. And this is what I'm saying. Everything that we're told from the outside, you need to do this. You need to do that. Um, mm. Social isolation, be careful. It can be traumatizing. You can get depressed and, oh, this is really affecting people. 
while that may be true, and maybe even for the majority of people, maybe in your situation, something shifted. Maybe it's not true for you in this moment. Maybe you've had so much, mm -hmm. maybe you need some solitude. You, your kids are home now 24-7, you're supposed to. I'm, so, you know, so this is where we go back to awareness, stillness, trust yourself, mm -hmm. and, and then try. Mm -hmm. So the other thing may be, you may say, well, I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know either most of the time. Sometimes it's just trying. Just tr if it's not working for you, try something new and be patient cuz again, we're not talking about just, you know, having a couple bad days as we all do and um mm -hmm. I get into a funk for several weeks and that's fine too, but just if something's not working, you know, take get into that exploration and that curiosity of maybe try something try to try something different. Yeah, so uh, one of the things I hear you saying is um, it, it's very important to have an awareness. You, you have to have an awareness. Without an awareness of what's going on with you, you're going to for sure um, miss probably what you need. Um, and then the other thing that I hear you saying is that it's important to, um, at, you know, as you do that, to to pay attention enough to try, like you said a couple of times, you know, try, try. Maybe you don't know exactly what's needed, but try. And if you don't have an awareness, you're not going to recognize that you need to try something. But then at the same time, if you don't have um, an appropriate level of importance, if you don't place an, an appropriate level of importance on your own self, then you might not put the appropriate level of important importance on actually paying attention to some of these things. So I think the other thing I hear you saying is, is that you have to value yourself enough to take that step forward. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that's really, I think that's really, really important wise. and easy to miss, easy to miss. You nailed it, Chris. Wise, wise, wise words. And that's my own mm -hmm. personal experience. This work I do around self-compassion and learning more around the science of self, self-compassion. I mean, that's, that's what the literature is telling <laughs> us too. The lack of, of, of self-worth, you know, I'm, I'm, and we not, may not explicitly think that, like no one goes right. around thinking I'm not good enough, but I will speak to my own self. That's one thing I have learned over the last several years of this self-compassion work. When you do the reflection, it's like, you know what, I, I have thought that but by my actions and these deep-seated sort of views, I just don't value um, and trust. I, I never trusted myself enough right. you know, really relinquished mm -hmm. my control to the authorities and then when I say that I mean all like you know so it was um yeah no that's I'm glad you brought that up I I would agree so, with you so Shelly I don't want to put um make a list because we were just talking about how we don't want to make too many lists but at the same time you know I think people are listening to this and it's you know for a lot of people it's going to be resonating and they're thinking yeah, that's probably right. But that's all well and good for Beth and Shelly and Chris because they got everything figured out, which we don't. Mm -hmm. But, <laughs> um, but you know, for me, I don't know how I'm going to, you know, I don't know how I can do that. And it's, it's actually adding anxiety, thinking that they need to be paying attention to this. So what would, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're a bit out of time, but, you know, just to wrap up, what would your advice be to that person who definitely is hearing this message and knows that they need to um, take what we're talking about seriously here, but that it's actually causing a bit more anxiety, even trying to figure out how to do that. So mm. what, what's your advice to them? Beth, you have something real on this? Well, I just want to make sure that we do um, get to the toilet thing. And maybe this is where that goes is like, here's something tangible they can do is this little toilet meditation, which sounds weird, but I took it and it's so easy to remember and it's easy to implement. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I love it. And I, I would agree. So that would be the, the tip, the one to, and I'll take you through that now, just a couple minutes. Um, and that tip would be, Actually, to all the listeners, I'll let you off the hook. Less is more. Honestly, just less mm -hmm. is more. We're not giving you, you know, you got to do this and this. And just stopping and being aware on the toilet seven to eight times a day. And that's bringing in, as you'll hear, um, some self-compassion, as you'll see in this, is already within this. 
So mm-hmm. um, being being kind to yourself, just even mentally. Um, and so the toilet mm-hmm. meditation. Okay. All right. So uh, play with me here. So have some fun. Again, if you're driving, just, you know, maybe don't just really please pay attention to your driving. Um, so, okay. So play around with you. So you have, and maybe actually, Hey, we're all, everybody's at home now anyways. And so if you're on your own, you can, you can do this, <laughs> uh, go right in the bathroom and, and do this. So, so we're in the bathroom. So you're taking off, so you take your pants off. I promise this is G-rated. Everybody's okay. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. Yeah. No. Yeah. And we're on YouTube, <laughs> but we're not, we're just pretending not doing anything. And this yeah. is, you can sit or stand. So for those of you who stand when you're going to the bathroom, it, it works. So just do with that. Okay. So you're just, but you gotta, you gotta really be there. Right. So, okay. Way you go. So you're taking your pants down. Okay. You're either sitting or standing and it's the acronym airbag, A-I-R-B-A-G. And I'll give you the link. I have it all free on YouTube. So the first A, so you're going to the bathroom. Here you go. So the first A is awareness. So just being aware. We already did this at the beginning. It doesn't have to be that long. But as you're going to the bathroom, aware. Feel the feet on the ground. If you're sitting, feel the toilet seat at the back of the legs. And then just scan the body, the breath, just briefly. See if there's any tension in your jaw. You're just getting present. You're fully aware. Okay, I'm here. You're present. I is imagination or imagery. So I is actually imagine. So just go there and imagine either if you're having a bowel movement or maybe you're urinating, just imagine that everything coming out nice and smooth and nice, whether you want to imagine your urethra or your anal canal, just imagine it. It's a little silly, but when you do it, it's just, it's your body. And then R is relax. So that's doing what you can. Maybe chew some air with your mouth. The jaw is really related to that pelvic floor. So you want to release, maybe check, relax. If there's any tension in the shoulders or the feet, if your toes are clenching, relax your pelvic floor. Because, right, we just want everything to eliminate. And then B is breathe. So you don't have to do that you're already going to be doing it but just check in maybe a nice long smooth soft breath doesn't have to be a deep breath just long smooth patient and then the second a is allow so it's a little different than the first a aware so allow is trust yourself maybe you know we're always told don't strain don't push of course we don't want to do that but maybe you need to kind of bend forward or you like to push on your belly or maybe you need to go off to the side let out a little fart you know, just trust yourself. What do you need to do? Just don't listen mm-hmm. to us, you know, allow. And then there's still the G, but hold on. You're done. You wipe. Imagine you flush. Stand up. Get yourself back together. Zip up your pants, whatever you need to do. Walk over. Now you're washing your hands. The G, gratitude gratitude Mm so we know we have tons of research around gratitude practice can change your brain and and all these this that you heard today gratitude practice can is one opening Mm -hmm. to change the physiology of your brain of your system so there you are washing your hands and you can do you can just say okay thank you for that process it's really sophisticated and refined if you don't have issues be appreciate my goodness thank you if you have some issues you know thank yourself for doing the best that you could you know you you were in there you you did your best and then thank your body all your organs the stuff that does work for you all day every day without you even asking it and maybe just as you're washing your hands like a general gratitude and then maybe pick one thing you're grateful for today one thing no matter how stressed or crazy or whatever just one thing you're grateful for. And you do that six to eight times a day as you go to the bath. That was a little long. Like, trust me, you can do this in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had to go mm-hmm. through and I'm, I like to talk. But right. once you get going, yeah, it doesn't have to be that long, but I had to explain it. But when you go, it can be that. And you'll, you'll know AI, okay, aware, imagine, relax, breathe, allow. Thank you. And that means six to eight times a day, you're going to find something different to be grateful for throughout the day. Wow. It can change. Like I said, we have research that shows that it gratitude practices, feeling it, 
not just mm-hmm. you know, mindlessly, you know, but really feeling it in your heart. Okay, I'm grateful for this um, can help you. So that that's so for everyone listening. I love that you that you said that, um, Chris, because we don't want to add another thing to do. So this is incorporated into something you already do. Yeah, yeah. I I love it, and uh, it's just a great opportunity for me to say. If you aren't subscribed to this podcast, you need to because you never know what you're going to learn. You do <laughs> not know. You're going to tune into this podcast and you're going to be learning about toilet meditations and so forth. <laughs> and uh, no, but I, Shelly, I think it's super powerful what you said. I, I think it's really awesome. Just the, the, and there are so many studies out there on the gratitude component, component but I'm glad you brought that in because the gratitude component is shown so many times to amplify all the other good practices that you're doing so it mm-hmm. takes what uh, other things that are already working in your life and mm-hmm. and can and can significantly increase their effectiveness just because gratitude is so powerful yeah Shelly yeah and then just the last thing too so that you know it's funny how this all works out right we do this toilet meditation at the end and because even this even this like I said six to eight times a day you're taking a mindfulness break. So let's not even get started on the tons of literature around mindfulness and mindfulness is one of the steps of self-compassion. And, you know, like I said, you could, you could have a whole year worth of episodes on the, the benefits of mindfulness, which fits in circling back to the beginning of this, the, the relaxation, the restoration component of fitness. How do you do that? Just like I said, being aware, like just mindfulness. Yeah. And and you can do that with what we just did. I mean, it's not a panacea, mm-hmm. you know, but it there you go. So it's yeah, I hope that I hope people and you can I'll give you links too, because I've got it's yeah. free, free on YouTube and um yeah, yeah, we'll put those in the show notes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so if you're so listening Shelley, to this, scroll down. Yeah, Shelly, thank you so much for this. I mean, it's the I think so easy to overlook things like this um, and uh, push them aside for things that are more important, <laughs> which is ironic because um, every study does show that um, all the other stuff that you think is more important can't really be done effectively without paying attention to these things. So I'm just so glad and appreciate how much, uh, so much that you you've kind of taken us through this. I think it's very powerful. Um, we'll put all the stuff in the show notes. So send that over. We'll put the stuff in the show notes. If you're driving right now, listening to this, you know, make a mental note and, and look the stuff after, after the fact, because Shelly has a ton of great resources. In addition mm-hmm. to this podcast, definitely do subscribe. We have amazing guests on all the time, just like Shelly. Uh, Shelly, I got to ask you one more question as we kind of wrap this thing up. We ask everybody, what is your favorite exercise right now? Oh, um, <laughs> curveball. Sometimes we warn people are going to ask that and sometimes uh, we don't. <laughs> yeah. My favorite, like move. Yeah. My favorite exercise. I'm so weird. Cause I words to language to me. I'm like, well, what do you mean by exercise? Like my body, you mean my body, right? You mean exercising my any, sure. any whatever it means to you. <laughs> I'm your first guest that has to make this like a big philosophical discussion, right? No, <laughs> dancing, dancing. Dancing. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. That is Dance awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Love it. Well, Shelly, thank you so much for uh, carving out some time with us today. Um, this is such a powerful, very appropriate thing for right now, just in the whole world, not just because it's, you know, elections happens to be here in the U.S. right now, but just, just right now, globally, this is the type of thing that we all probably aren't paying attention enough. So thank you for doing that. Loved having you on. It was so fantastic. And, um, you know, you guys need to subscribe and, and look up Shelly's stuff that's in the show notes. There's tons of great stuff for her. And until next time, we will see you guys later. Bye. Thank you. All right, that's a wrap, friends and fans. Be sure to check out the links attached to this episode and subscribe to Fit to Be Radio on iTunes. Oh, and remember those workouts we mentioned in the show? You can access them all on fittobe.com if you join as a member. I recommend premium access. It's the best deal. We'd also appreciate your follows, likes, comments, and shares on Instagram at Fit to Be Studio, on Facebook at Fit to Be Tummy Safe Fitness, and on Twitter at Fit to Be. Oh,